The great Christian writer G.K. Chesterton once noted that original sin is the only part of Christian theology which can be really proved. I mean, just look around. There's war and cruelty, abuse, infidelity, family collapse, political disunity, and greed. We don't need any other proof than that. Well, I think there's another truth that can be just as easily proven. This ain't heaven. This world that we're on, it's not heaven. Just think. Storms and disasters and disease, depression, addiction, this ain't heaven. This is not the place where God will wipe every tear from our eyes, where there will be no more death or mourning. This world does not gleam with the splendor of God, as our scriptures say today. Our world is not the heavenly city that has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. Sorry, it's just not. And there never was a golden age of the church either, where everything was wonderful. Our first reading tells us that there arose no little dissension and debate over the issue of the circumcision of Gentile converts. The decision, in fact, of the apostles was only reached after much heated debate and was the most significant decision the church has ever made. Had the decision gone otherwise, Christianity to this day would just be a small sect of Judaism. And what about persecution? Well, the early church certainly had persecution. The apostles who were mentioned in the Acts of the Apostles today, all of them suffered martyrdom. Paul was beheaded. Peter was crucified upside down. All of them except for John the Evangelist. And he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, where he had his vision of the heavenly Jerusalem that we heard today. So in the midst of suffering and of travail and of persecution, John is given the vision of the life of the world that is to come. And we see there that it is our goal, our destiny, our call to be with the Lord forever in heavenly glory. For these readings today and all of the revelations of God are a call, a charge to us to get our priorities straight, to purify our vision, to redirect it, of course to live in the world, but to always live in the realization that our real home, our lasting home, is heaven. As one early Christian writer put it, the followers of Christ pass their days upon earth, but they are citizens of heaven. No day should go by. No decision should be made. No action should be undertaken outside of that eternal perspective, of that realization that this is not our lasting home and that everything we say and everything that we think and everything that we do has eternal significance and eternal consequences. Every aspect of our life most hold as its first priority the eternal salvation our eternal salvation, and the eternal salvation of our children. I will never stop being grateful for my mother's guidance. When I was, oh, was 60 years ago, when I was a little boy, sitting in my grandparents' kitchen where, where we lived with them, 
and of how she admonished me at a very early age to always remember those words of Jesus, for what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lose his soul? She went on to say that nothing, nothing was as important as my immortal soul. But that's the easy part to remember. What about our children? Do we pass that message on to our children? Or do we, by our words and by our actions and by the priorities that we set, teach them that physical health, beauty, prowess in sports, education, and career are really the most important things? Are they important? Well, sure, of course they are. But compared to salvation, they are less than dust. Less than dust. So I speak today to parents and to grandparents, but also to everyone here. For you all are charged with the wonderful task of forming children in the faith by word and especially by example. Your most important task is to help your children to get to heaven. For nothing else really matters. The only real tragedy in life is to not become a saint. Why did God send his son? Well, God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. Why did Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, die on the cross? Was it so that we could be well-educated, make a lot of money, achieve fame and fortune, and get that promotion we always wanted? No, he died to save us from our sins, to crush the power of sin, death, and hell, and to prepare a place for us where we can live forever at the right hand of the Father. He died and rose again so that we can live forever. And let this be the light that guides your way, the true north star to freedom, the motivating force for every action and every decision you make in life. Is this a tall order? Yes, it certainly is. Is it an impossible task? Without God's grace, it would be. But how comforting are the words in the gospel today. For they're a road map of hope, a path of salvation for us all. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever loves me and keeps my word, my I and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. A tall order, for sure, but Jesus promises to send us the Holy Spirit. I have told you this while I am still with you, he says. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, are with us in our struggles to strengthen, guide, and to lead us while we are in this world of sin, woe, and travail. And we find joy and peace in whatever struggles we may face, for we know to where we are called. We know that this is not all there is. 
We know that whatever joys this earth has to offer, the beauty of nature, the companionship of friends, the wonderful blessing of family, the beauty of the liturgy, and even moments of ecstatic prayer, that these are all inklings, hints of the glories that are to come in that place where all things will be made new, where we shall be like him, for we shall see our God as he is. It is then that we shall realize those words of Scripture, that eye has not seen and ear has not heard, nor has it dawned upon the mind of man what God has prepared for those who love him. The one true God and his angels and saints await you. Live for heaven. Let not the trials of this world, of this present age, discourage you, for God has prepared for you, for you, more than anything you can possibly imagine.